this week on the Bamcast. The only thing that can stop a bad guy with a channel is a good guy with a channel. One star, we're in. All right, and welcome to the Bamcast. Hey! Bamcast. Bamcast. Episode 390. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Uh, so I'm I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half. Let me read them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. You get one to five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. Robot. It's fucking awesome. However, there are bad, bad movies. And stay away, they can make negative sliding scale one to five bags, as in bags of trash. Huge, flaming piles of dog Just shit. Garbage. <laughs> Just garbage. Just bags of shocking Garbage. Juicy. Trash. Refuse. Shit. Yeah. Dumpster juice. Fly bespect. <laughs> yeah, bespoke fly yeah. shit. <laughs> Fecally flecked. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I, I, I think we, we watched tonight's movie in an attempt to further ourselves down a line, if you will. We did. Uh, mm-hmm. We watched 1992's Bad Channels. Bad Channels. Bad um, Channels. From the Full Moon people. Yeah, it's mm. part of that, like, they were trying to create the Full Moon cinematic universe there for a little while. A little before bit. it was cool. Yeah, way before it was cool. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we, we had to watch this one before we can move on to some other things. So uh-huh. Let's get a very quick <laughs> Apparently. plot. Very, very quick plot summary out of the way and talk more about this. An alien determined to caption, capture human females takes over a radio station to do it. They don't like to be called females. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they are human. What are you, a goddamn Ferengi? <laughs> I no, didn't it's write okay this. because he said human females. Yeah. <laughs> don't you understand how this works? No. I still don't. <laughs> I don't either. I'm just assuming. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, aliens. Uh-huh. Capturing human human females. They yes. wanted to make a, a distinction there. Right. Mm-hmm. They're not capturing alien females. No. They are here for our yeah. human, human females. Or, or other species that also yeah. happen to live on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. They're not they're not picking up bitches. No. As in female dogs. Mm-hmm. Nope. No dogs appear in this film. No. Just no, do- no dogs just were humans, harmed in the making of this movie. Just humans because they well, were aliens we don't know. We and didn't robots. See it. Oh, true. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Oh, oh, there is an alien. Yes, but another a different alien. It, mm, mm, very end. Mm, very right, end. Mm. another alien. There are two types of aliens. Yeah, multiple and, aliens and some robots. Yes, <laughs> and radio DJs, which are their own alien. Those are also their, aliens. Their own genus entirely. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, if yeah. it sounds like we're dancing around this one a little bit, it's because. I don't. I don't know. This is a weird ass movie. Um, and yeah, I, we should probably get it out of the way now. Like you have to be in a mood for bad channels. Yes, <laughs> you sure you do. have to be in the right mood for bad channels. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I I will say this, and I, and I mean I'm I'm going to preface it with it's nowhere on its level, but I was getting a little bit of a forbidden zone vibe. I was about to say you have to be in a forbidden zone mood it's, to watch bad channels. It's not as obtuse and weird and dated. No, but it is as frenetically and aggressively bonkers. Yeah. For 20 minutes, it is not good. Like, the first 20 minutes of this badly. movie is trash. It's They spend too much time not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like it's 
it's like they're trying to do a full moon take on an actual movie. Yeah. And it is so awful. Well, it feels like they wrote the second act and part of the third act mm-hmm. and then just decide to improv the first act to kind of be like, all right, figure out your characters here. And there's no structure to it. It's just like, all right, here's a scene with whoever doing something. See, here's here's going to be the thing that I absolutely don't understand is that this movie's padded to fuck with a bunch of things that you're mm-hmm. like, they're really doing all of this so they can hit a 90 minute runtime. Mm hmm. So we've watched all these movies to get to Dollman versus Demonic Toys. That movie is 62 minutes long. <laughs> so why did they get to all of that, all of that backstory, all of that to where they said, yeah, it's going to be an hour. <laughs> but this had to be an hour and a half. Yeah, I, that I don't understand. But so what happens in the first 20 minutes that none of us liked was that it is setting up this world of first there's a problem at a power station mm-hmm. where a dude goes he's like must be that new radio station causing all the problems with transformer i'm gonna go poke it and he goes over to it and there's like this weird alien tentacle attached uh, attached to a transformer and he follows it with his eyes very slowly as you do because you're stupid mm-hmm. and then he gets zapped with something yeah an unseen thing he looks up in the sky yeah bright and, light zaps him yes so not before giving a holy shit. Yes. Which there are, so, there are several decent ones in this movie. Yes. There are some some Texas ass accents going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then basically it's setting up the the initial premise, which is there is a radio station that for whatever reason broadcasts on 66.6 megahertz or whatever. Uh, 666. Yeah, and because it's an of, AM channel, it's an yeah. AM channel, but so it's like, 666. Yeah, hertz. and because of the stigma of that number, no radio station in the country has ever broadcast on that. And this station has just figured out we are the only one, therefore we are a national powerhouse. The FCC yeah. allowed us to <laughs> yeah. put up a huge tower yeah. and broadcast countrywide. Right. So we have a clear channel, mm-hmm. which they say a lot, and yeah. you're mm-hmm. like, okay, guys, yeah. <laughs> but. So they brought in a, a bad boy DJ fresh off of some who knows what. Dan O'Dare. Right. Yeah. And, and he got fired. Danger Dan O'Dare. He got yeah. fired from his previous job because uh, he he had was, sex with the, the traffic copter lady, I guess. On air. He was fucking on, on air. the air. Yeah. <laughs> bumper to bumper, as he says. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so but. the station is a polka station. Has been. No, I don't think well, it has been. He decides that he's going to play nonstop polka while yeah. he's tied up in chains okay. with a padlock on until somebody calls in with the correct combination <laughs> of the padlock, and that person who gets the correct padlock number will also win a Cutlass Sierra convertible or something, a, some a, sort of... It's a bizarre-ass it's, name. It's, it's a, a name that does not Sukahami exist in reality. Yeah. <laughs> convertible. It's a made-up. Yeah. It, it's a Grand Theft Auto yes. vehicle. That gag is not a bad idea back in the day when radio DJs did dumb shit, which is oh, just to chain yourself up and have people yeah. call in with a combination. That there that's are dumber legit, contests yeah. than that, mm-hmm. but at least playing, it didn't kill it. Well, it did. Yeah, he's playing one side of a polka record the entire time too, and and I think it's established that he's been doing this for about twelve to twenty hours. Twenty hours. Twenty, I hours, think 20 hours. He's he's going to do it for forty eight hours, mm-hmm. or until someone calls in with the right combination. So he's taking calls, and people are like, "Try this," and he's like, he's just getting increasingly frustrated. Like, <laughs> no, why can't you just guess the damn numbers? And like, dude, there's a. There's a reason why there's combination locks. There's a lot of combinations. Yeah. You can't just guess them. 
but eventually well, you you figure out why he you know sure yeah. sure but but eventually uh the local cable channel sends out their ace reporter Martha Quinn TV's VJ Martha Quinn uh-huh um and Bamcast alum is, is yes she? from Dead Heat she's in she's also a newscaster in Dead oh, Heat okay so yeah yeah <laughs> but she shows up and is going to cover this stunt that he's doing all night long yeah mm-hmm. this, this, long. this cable like, station is going to cover this all goddamn night well it sounds like she's got an interview that's like back and forth between her and um flip humble who's in the studio <laughs> yes his name is flip, flip hum- humble humble flip humble's a good name flip and so they're humble. periodically like Flumble. they're they're chatting back and forth while she's like reporting on the scene of, of whatever's happening and then they take a break or whatever and she's going to have like a hour-long interview with him mm-hmm. after the fact mm-hmm. I, I guess yeah but while they're while she's uh passing it back over to uh flip mm-hmm. um you know he basically gets uh what's his face dan directly on the um phone i don't, I don't really understand it. it's like they can see each other i don't really understand it's how that's the magic he's TV. just looking in the camera and uh flip is called on the phone okay i think and mm-hmm. flip yeah. is on the tv but yeah he, they got him on the picture, picture watching, and he's yeah. like hey while well, i got you here why don't you try guessing something and he's just like uh i don't know why but i've got a one and a two and a three in my head and he's like all right let's give that a try and he's like holy shit that worked <laughs> now, now this is like granted this is like after him like talking to like 10 different people who are mm-hmm. all going to show up later in the movie mm-hmm. because in this weird little town, which is Pahuda, Pahuda, Pahuda. a made-up town called Pahuda, Pahuda. Um, like everyone is listening to this goddamn radio station. Like it's the only radio station in town, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah, and it so blasts all the other radio stations out. We, you know, before he ca- guesses the one, two, three, and it is actually the right combination. He has talked to Peanut, the owner of the truck stop. Peanut, Peanut, um, Bunny. He's, he's talked to uh, Bunny. The uh, no, she's the weird. Uh, band lady bunny's the band lady right yes like there's a cookie's the waitress there's like a really 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 shitty marching band at this high school full of of three horns and her and 40 year old people are hitting the symbols yeah yeah they're all very old (laughs) it's like what yeah are they what (laughs) but they're they're I don't know. Conductor band leader is like even older. The dude's like 80. Yes. And I, I don't know. It's all just he wants very them to get into shape. Anyway, like and said, they also practice all night long. <laughs> and there's also a nurse at, at the hospital who's just constantly listening to this, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all just like super into the calling in about this. Anyway, so he gets unchained and is immediately goes into like, all right, I'm free. Now it's time for rock and roll. Yeah. And yep. starts that whole shtick. Uh-huh. And um, meanwhile, we uh, the because the first part of the interview is done, you know, they had a break, like I said. And so the camera guy goes off to get burgers for, I guess, Martha Quinn and the technician guy named Corky, who works at the radio station. The engineer. He's riding back on his uh, scooter. Um, Martha and Martha Quinn, and whatever the hell her name is in the movie. Lisa Uh, Cummings. Lisa. Lisa and Dan are like, besides having the interview, apparently they're also like in the first stages of dating. Because like... he is. He eventually confesses that he wanted this whole interview so that he could meet her. Yeah, because there was a point where they were where they were talking and she sees a UFO off <laughs> off screen and nobody believes her. Like yeah. it, it's it's really bizarre because she sees it. He's like, "What? I didn't see anything." And immediately they're standing they're standing outside of this argument and the cops or the the, the cop mm-hmm. the the sheriff rolls up and and it's just like lights blaring and it's like, "What did you show up for?" Yeah, like. 
just, he shows know, like, like he, was, he said something about he was coming out because people said they saw lights out in that area. Yeah, they've been but he showed calls. up immediately. Yeah, he was yeah. like right around the corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it it it's just weird. Like, but yeah, she she and, says and, she sees a UFO, and the sheriff's like, "No, you didn't. Yeah. Shut up with that mess." Right. You and got a witness and all that. And so. she's she's going on and on about how maybe uh, Dan set all this up with the. Uh, the uh, flip, 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 flip to win happily. the car for publicity because that's the dumb shit radios mm-hmm. DJs used to do because yeah. who gives a shit? Um, so yeah, all that's happening. Mm-hmm. So the the, the, the dude del- goes to yeah, get food. Delivery guy goes back and we get the like hero shot of alien standing on the the cliffside and yeah, he's like, are you ready him, to rock? And, and you know, <laughs> spotlight, hits, hits music some, video, smoke, yeah, hits him with some sort of beam and makes him disappear. Mm-hmm. Which and the bike, but not the food. Yeah. It's what's later established just makes this very weird because mm-hmm. like where did this guy go? Because he did the same. Well, I mean the same yeah. beamy technology that he used on him is mm. then used later. He had it turned to kind of yeah. to go away completely. Okay. It was a different effect. Was it? All right. Yeah. He had yeah. settings on that thing. Yeah. So they zap the the camera again, cameraman, and he's gone. He's, he's dead. dead. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, she's gone to invest investigate. I guess the guy who had the well, who, she's, got, who got zapped in the yeah. in the opening at the power plant? As soon as she sees the UFO, she's like, "Forget this radio DJ nonsense! I'm on a mission now." This see. is the biggest story ever, yeah. ever, yeah, ever. So, so she's just tagging along with like sheriffs, like, "We got a call out here at the power station." Well, I'm like, "Right next to the power station, I'll go check it out." And mm-hmm. they go to investigate gate guy who got zapped in the beginning. Uh, yes, and he where, is fucking going nuts. Well, he's not too bad in the beginning. He, well, he's, he's like, fake man, crying a lot. He's like, man, that shit was crazy. I didn't understand. They yeah, hit then, me with like a probe yeah. or something. And he's like, I think I got something on me. And he rips his shirt open and it, they've just stuck some foam bullshit yeah, green to him. Foam stuff. He loses his goddamn mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that sort of bullshit. I mean, he goes absolutely insane. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they stay with him for about 30 seconds. Of him just freaking out and just a tight shot of the goo on his chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they take him to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Where they're getting him out of the car in the hospital. And he's like, I've got cooties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know what's going to happen to me. And the doctor guy's just like, yeah, well, you know, we'll look at it, I guess. Just push him that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this hospital is like the least urgent care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's laissez-faire general. Yeah. <laughs> Well, except for the fact that, like, they pull up and, like, the doctor and the nurse are already immediately running out. I mean, oh, sure. It's a cop, so maybe he radioed ahead. Yeah, like, sure. Guy's got cooties, you know, bring out the yeah, gurney. Yeah, but then they're just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take him in there. Let's check him. Well, he's, he's like, idiot. he's got the worst case of blah, 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 blah. And he's like, or jock itch in the common vernacular. Pew, pew, doctor, <laughs> doctor finger guns. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> doctor jokes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, back at the radio station, the, uh, the, the alien thing has kind of made its way inside mm-hmm. um to which so dj guy has a headset that he just wears pretty much the entire movie and he will just live live broadcast the alien mm-hmm. doing everything like everything yeah. that happens he is just he's narrating yeah, all I, of I mean it. it basically becomes like he's doing war of the worlds yes at this point yes and the alien has a robot buddy mm-hmm. little little guy i think i've seen this robot in other full moon movies i'm yeah. sure um, uh, yeah, they describe him as a little robot, but they can see his brain because mm-hmm. he's got a little dome on his head. Yeah. So Filled with sloshy. Goop. Yeah, it's got mm-hmm. brain juice in it. 
<laughs> but Bruce, as we call it, he uh, he and the engineer are just you know freaking out, and the studio starts to get covered in goo and like mold. Yeah, fungus, fungus, yeah, alien cause, fungus. Because the alien, he's got like this, he's got like a a jumpsuit on, kind of, but then he's got like a giant head. It's like he's just a spaceman in a spacesuit, but they've put an asteroid on his head and carved out a it's little like window. They, no, they used some of that expanding foam <laughs> and just put a, yeah. like a little welding. Yeah, like they were insulating his house. <laughs> right. A we- like little welders, little welders, you know, glass, mm-hmm. yeah. and then just covered his head in expanding foam yeah. and it's, painted it. It's one of those rocks that you put in the sink and then it, mm-hmm. <laughs> it expands and they stuck it on his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the guy. Yeah. Uh, Alien thing. Mm-hmm. And he's got that, and he's got that light stick thing. Yeah, it's like a drum major's baton, but with a little flashlight at the end end of it. And moldy. Yes, everything's moldy. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, yeah, so he he takes over, and that's and Danger Dan's just like, oh my god, this thing's in here. Yeah, and everyone's calling in, just like, oh man, Danger Dan, this is the best. You're fantastic. Mm -hmm. He's like, get off the line. I need to call the police. No, he he doesn't. He doesn't get to that point. He loses. He loses communication as soon as they take over. But everyone is just like. We keep cutting back to like the nurse and everything, and they're like, "Man, listen to what he's doing. It's yeah. great, isn't it?" Well, the nurse, holy shit! Like she, the doctor's in there, you know, sawing off the goo off of the guy they brought in, and she just comes in and she's like, "Doctor, hey, listen to this," and he's like, "I'm, I'm busy here. <laughs> yeah, I'm curing grayscale here. What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, so the doctor is kind of like, "Yeah, well, let's check this out and listen to that." So, uh. He had cut a sample of the shit off of the guy, mm-hmm. put it next to the radio, and at one point it starts reacting to the radio, mm-hmm. which is basically they've taken like two green pickles and have just <laughs> made them flop around while music plays on the radio. Mm. Uh, music, I've by the way, party. music in air quotes <laughs> provided by the Blue Oyster Cult and well, uh, that other fucking weird. Band. We haven't gotten to them yet, but just like if you're t- just talk about the the score, you know. Mm-hmm. Contributed by Blue Oyster Cult. Mm-hmm. The yes, the official <laughs> Blue Oyster Cult. Right. Yeah, umlauts yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's really them. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. If from this point, the aliens just keep fucking around with the console and coding everything in goo. Right. And they're in the back room, just kind of yelling and like. Man, I don't. Uh, he's narrating everything, and everyone that's listening is just thinks it's just the most entertaining thing they've ever heard. This guy's crazy. And eventually, Corky's like, "I can't take this shit," and tries to run out. Yeah, and uh, they murder him. Well, they don't murder him, but they zap him and they coat him in in mold again. Yeah, they basically zap him, and then he is encapsulated in fungus. Yeah. So, and so he's he's out of the picture, and it's just Dan who's just like, "Oh my god, this yeah. is terrible." And at some point, they play a song, mm-hmm. and the uh, cookie at the truck stop. Well, the alien has brought in like these jars and set yeah, them down okay. on a table. Yeah, and, they look like hookahs. Yeah, and Dan starts freaking out about that. They're like empty lava lamps, mm-hmm. and Dan is just freaking out. He's like, "He's got these jars. I don't know what these jars are." They're just jars, and he's an alien, and they're jars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then, yes. Yeah, we find out what those are for. We do. Is they start playing a song, and... Because it's all been just noise, and and, and, mm-hmm. and Dan yelling about everything that's yeah. going on. It's, it's been a while since we've heard music. Yeah, it's been very much 50s. Yeah, type, spooky you know, noises. Theremin-type right. sounding shit. Mm-hmm. But 
when they play a certain song or something, Cookie at the at the truck stop mm-hmm. suddenly dudes kick open the front door and it's fucking hair metal video time mm-hmm. and and these people are going to rock out in the middle of this diner yeah and just girl wailing away on a guitar solo standing on the counter and cookie hops up and starts dancing with them i think it's the cook from the back it, it I, I comes it out yeah. and is like in, the in, lead singer in every scene it's the other people that were in the scene with them are yeah. now the yeah. rockers yeah i'll give mm-hmm. them one thing about these musical interludes like they're shot like a music video yes. and everybody is playing their instruments like they should be in the song. Yeah. Yes. They, they are not embarrassing from a technical standpoint. <laughs> the problem is, they, is that each time this happens, it's the entire goddamn song. Mm-hmm. The only it's thing four and a half minutes. Yeah. Of a song. The, the music is not great. It is very early nineties mm-hmm. undiscovered bands that will never make it big. But the, the one thing that is enjoyable, I mean, it's not bad, but like the one thing that's enjoyable in the middle of this is they cut to cookie and you realize that this is just happening in her head. Yes. Like, because everyone else in the place, like, despite in the music video section of it, all the truckers and everything are just yeah. getting up and going crazy. But, like, the first crazy. two minutes of it, yeah, they're all going nuts, and yeah. it's a music video. But then they just cut to Cookie dancing by herself on the counter, and everyone just staring at her like, what the fuck? And <laughs> then it cuts back to whatever's going on mm-hmm. in her head. Then the song ends, and she just Star Trek teleports out of there. Yes. And is placed into one of the jars as a 12-inch tall thing mm-hmm. no we have an entire truck stop full of people who have witnessed somebody just disappear yes um you know and she immediately goes into the into the cookie jar and <laughs> ah, and uh, and like <laughs> i swear i wasn't sitting on that one i just uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and um and like everyone's voice gets like uh, you know super pitched amplified up. like pitched you're up on helium when yeah because they're tiny fied <laughs> sure yeah yeah, like you do. No one has and deep voices when you're tiny. So, except deep right now. like, well, she, you know, she, like, hers is a little annoying, but like, you knew, like, because Bunny, who we met earlier, is coming next, and she's already got a really high voice, yeah. you know. And it was like, oh God, please don't let her talk too much when she's in the jar. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Things you often say, right. <laughs> yeah. But but this is what she appears in the jar, and Dan loses his shit at yeah. this point. He's like, oh my God, there's a lady in the jar. Yeah, but he's still kind of fixated on the jar aspect of it he's just like it's an alien jar <laughs> and also there's a tiny lady in it but it's a jar he was space. trying to warn us about a jar mm-hmm. and a jar oh I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so you know the aliens need women mm-hmm. so yeah. mars needs and, moms <laughs> yep and and he keeps he keeps telling people he, he figures like you got to shut your radio off it's yeah. because he looks in the viewfinder uh another time and he sees uh the one girl who's been calling from the band practice mm-hmm. and he's and he knows her name i forget her name now. bunny bunny he, he knows her name and she's called him before and he's like bunny like what are you wearing right now and she's like i'm wearing yeah. my, my paisley top my mm-hmm. boyfriend got me and he's like are you in like a gym or something she's like how'd you know that and he's like i can see you on the viewfinder turn off your You've radio gotta shut off your radio she's like and oh danger dan you're crazy like, yeah <laughs> like like i love that he's he's legit freaking out and everyone's just buying it they're like oh man this is the coolest show ever yeah yeah. Um, and yeah, she ends up in what I guess is supposed to be kind of like a Nirvana smells like teen spirit knockoff. Thing. Absolutely is supposed to be. But mm-hmm. man, it is a terrible song. 
with one of the worst choruses I think I've ever heard. <laughs> it's like somehow if you cross the presidents of the United States with Nirvana with a little divinals. Yes, you put the divinals in there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's how you get yeah, this. That's the correct meets yeah. meets. Wow, yeah. it's but it's saved because it's so goddamn goofy what the extras and the incidental mm-hmm. characters are doing in it. Because she's dancing like a sexy, crazy person, and of course they keep cutting to mm-hmm. her yeah. just doing it, and everyone going, "Guh!" But there's a, a nerdy guy in the marching band who is in the fantasy video with her, mm-hmm. dancing around like an idiot. And then there's the the band leader, who at first is having none of it, just mm-hmm. standing there disapproving, like harumph. And then halfway through the song, just decides, "All right, fuck it, I'm gonna mm-hmm. rock out to this." Yeah, I I just love that it, when they cut to them dancing and dorky guy with a trombone, he's sitting there and he's slowly moving the trombone yes. in and out, in and out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, what a trombone. Yep. <laughs> Eventually, she gets zapped into a jar too, mm-hmm. and and dor- dorky guy looks like you know low rent Crispin Glover too. So yeah, it's just, all- or just Crispin Glover. Well, sure. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like it kind of makes this whole scene like a very weird. Back to the Future esque thing, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it really does. Got yeah. your parents to dance, mm-hmm. Marty. Yeah, and she's the only one who's not in like full band uniform. Also, yeah, she's just like, in like her... they're all in marching band uniform, and she's like got a mini skirt on, and she's mall hottie yeah. <laughs> outfit on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, and... and then the nurse also gets sucked in. Uh, when they they do when mm. the uh, when the pickle thing is dancing, the cop shows up because the cop the whole time has been like, "This is all bullshit." Yeah, nothing's happening, you know, and it's like he's seen. Dude with grayscale all over his fucking gut. Mm-hmm. Green and, scale. Yeah, green scale. And, you know, I mean, he's seen other shit that's been weird. Yeah, he's seen But he's shit. like, he's like, this is all just Dan being a fake idiot. And he's got hostages in there now. Yeah. You know, like the, this guy is on. Because full- like he got called to the truck stop and Peanut is like, Cookie's gone. And he's yeah. like, yeah, went off of some trucker. And everyone's like, no, no sure. That's not what happened. <laughs> we were all there. She, she vanished. <laughs> yeah. So, Yeah. But so he gets to the hospital and they're like, get in here. You got to check this out. The goo is dancing. Mm -hmm. It's reacting to the music. And he's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) And just immediately pulls out his gun. Oh, my God. That shit. He shoots the radio. He shoots the (laughs) alien pickles. Mm -hmm. He's just unloads on everything. But he's it's not like that's the moment where his switch flips and Mm -hmm. he's on board. He's still Mm -hmm. just like, I don't know. Fuck all this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go, let's all go to the radio station and, and I'll yeah. berate those people some more. Yeah, because he's just, he's, he's got, he's got women in there. So it's a hostage situation right. now. And it's like, oh, okay, guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Martha Quinn just goes with him. And so she's broadcasting. So everybody's there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they bring out the battering ram because they're going to try and get in. Oh, my God. Well, they had a guy trying to uh, weld open the door, mm-hmm. you know, with a, <laughs> yeah. trying to weld well, it open. Un- yeah. it's it. a cutting yeah. torch. Yeah. <laughs> but they just like, ah, I can't break through this fungus every time I cut it. It just, you know, it, grows it back. It grows right back. And these people are idiots, by the way. Okay. Like, they're trying to cut well, they this live in thing. Pahrump this- or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right down the street from Art Bell. This all makes sense now. Um, Art Bell lived in Pahrump, Nevada. Oh. Art Bell is a conspiracy radio theorist guy. Uh-huh. Just to fill everybody Oh, it all in. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Follow the money. <laughs> right. Um, bell does jars he sell from earlier. You know what? I don't think he does sell oh, supplements, food which buckets? is cr- weird. He he might shill oh, food buckets. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Prepper uh, buckets. Right. Mm. Pruckets, as we call them. Oh, good. Um, Welcome to Pruckets. <laughs> but like... <laughs> give me rickets. Mr. Pruckett. Um... Uh, <laughs> Meals come out of my hands. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, like they're just trying to cut the fungus, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a whole metal door in the middle mm-hmm. that he could try to cut through. No. There's also like it's just a concrete block building. Yeah, they can knock it down. It's just it's just, not yeah. very sturdy. It's Man, fucking Waco that shit. Yeah. Yeah, just Get the tank in. Yeah, it's the era. Just drive an APC <laughs> right through the building yep. and then set it on fire. But he calls for the battering ram and two fucking like bank robbers pop yeah. out of this truck yeah. just wearing like black sweatsuits and hey, and skull caps. Listen, <laughs> Charles Band didn't have SWAT team costumes, all right? They're just this was as close as they were getting, Chuck. The Hamburglar comes over <laughs> with, the, with the thing and they just try wailing on the door and that doesn't do anything. Well, yeah, he starts yelling. He's like, I can hear you outside. Yeah. And, but then the then alien's it, like, the I can like, hear him outside. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes over to the door and he's just like, get away. If you can hear my voice, get away from the door. And I forget what the alien. Well, they they hit the door and then they get sprayed with goo somehow. Right. But they don't oh, break they, down the door. They, they smacked the the. They smacked the goo on the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in the in between the door frame yeah. and the door, they smacked that goo and it splattered everywhere. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're like goo. Ah, we got goo on us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. At this point, he's just like, man, I I'm gonna fucking kill myself. Basically, but yeah. he's like, I may, I'll I'll try and fashion a weapon first. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, and they also they sucked up the nurse. She got sucked in too. She did. And yeah, yeah. Well, that we, was the, we I was gonna say we can't yeah. just skip. No, over we can't that. just okay. skip the nurse segment because yeah. uh, that's the worst yeah, I song be... I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> yes, I, I I wanted to circle us back to that because we kind of jumped ahead. Performed but... with some gusto, though. Oh my god, it's like <laughs> gusto the clown. <laughs> I, I yeah. was gonna say not worst I've ever. No, it's not no, the worst it's... I've ever. Heard. It's it's bad, but. <laughs> It's I, I, I have it no idea do, what it's trying to. Is it trying to do like a Mister Bungle thing? I don't know what it's trying to do. It's like I honestly, have, legitimately have ever, cannot figure out what it's doing. And this isn't isn't a question for you guys. This is a question for the the listeners. Have you ever tried to listen to the residents? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the residents uh, got signed to Psychopathic Records. It's fucking weird. It's like Grade Z Cypress Hill. And clowns and garbage. Yeah. <laughs> but like metal riffs. It's really, really. Yeah. It's and like in the middle of it, they they do a skit and, you know, like Cotton Eye Joe style. Just yeah. dick, 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 dick. <laughs> <laughs> they fuck up every style of music in that song. And there are 19 of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they yes, this group is it's, large. There are a lot however, of them. It's awful. This nurse is enjoying the song immensely because she's basically stripped down to like a negligee. Mm-hmm. And the doctor's just like, man, still curing Grayscale over here. Yeah, like, and, man, and she's like bumping into him while he's cutting. And then the dude's like looking up from the table, like, man. <laughs> well, Sexy the nurse. dude on the table just ever. lays there for a while until she disappears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he sits bolt upright. Yeah, like, like dude, that? that's that seems semi inappropriate. Why would you wear black lingerie <laughs> when you're wearing a white use nurse's uniform? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that that video is complicated and insane and goes on for a very long time. Yeah, but it yeah. ends with the nurse getting miniaturized and put into a tube. It does. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he's like, man, there's no hope for these women. They're they're stuck in this jar. There's no way to change them back to people. People can't get in. Yeah. So and and every time I've tried to leave, the alien points the thing at me and makes me talk and. 
At some point, he realizes that his voice is how the. But it's, it's after. Okay, okay. It's, he, he's like, well, I gotta yeah, find. Yeah, he's gonna kill himself. Yeah. Because the 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 mold has grown. Yeah, on Yeah, he's his like, hand. I got the thing on my hand. It's over for me. So he's like, yeah, I'm gonna attempt to fight my way out, but I'll probably die as a result. So he goes back into the engineer station, gets a box cutter, and he's like, huh. And then he sees a can of disinfectant, you know, like not Lysol. Yeah, Germasol. Germasol. And he's like, oh, I don't know, spray this on my hand. And it just eats away the stuff. And he's like, sweet. Now I know what to do. So he goes out there and he is just well, like. First, he's like, don't worry, Corky. I'm going to save you. <laughs> yeah. Now, so, Corky's been in a, in a fungus cocoon yeah, for like the last Corky is in hour a goddamn so. bubble at this point. Oh, Bafangoon. But yeah, he sprays that for a little bit and it starts, you know, bubbling. And he's like, all right, you're going to be out in 20 minutes, Corky. And then he's just like, I'm going to spray this alien in the face with the Lysol. Oh, yeah. And he's like narrating this to the audience. Yeah. He's like, Danger Dan's got, <laughs> he's going to make it. He's he's got it figured out now. But with every spray, he's just going, yeah. <laughs> like he's on a fucking hayride or something. I don't give a shit about the FCC. I'm all about those CFCs, motherfucker. <laughs> Woo! Nice. And it starts running out, and he gets like one more spray. He goes, Woo! oh, yeah. He, he shakes it a little bit. He's yeah. like, fuck, fuck, yeah. And the alien is just like, nah, son, mm-hmm. and points so- the thing at him again. And he's like. And he's like, all right, all right. And that's when he starts to realize that it's his voice that's... Yeah. It's it's not necessarily his voice, is it? Is it it's his just voice or just something? His voice is amplifying the signal. Yeah. But what's really dumb is that he realizes it's his voice. And then never shuts up. And just keeps yep. screaming for the rest of the time. He's Because like Martha Quinn is outside and he looks to the viewfinder and he's like, oh shit, it, Martha Quinn, it's going to get you. Run, girl. Mm-hmm. You, you're in danger. Martha and Quinn, it's going to get you. But this is after he's learned that if he just would shut the fuck up, it doesn't have the power to do anything. Yeah. And nobody's listening to him telling. Yeah. Because like, he's he's been telling people, shut off your radio. You can't listen. And please stop calling because it's I can't get out. I can't get an outside line. Yes. <laughs> and people hey, maybe that calling. would work for us if we just yeah. tell everybody not to listen <laughs> Man, and not he, call. He picks up the phone at one point and this guy's just like, man, I love your show. And he's like, Richard, please. Get off the phone, man. I just need not saw The guy's like, yeah, buddy, I love it. He's like, for the love of God, man, get off the yeah. line. <laughs> and they go, Eventually, well, <laughs> he's like, you stupid fuck. Just shut up. Yeah. And that's when the, the owner of the station outside, who's like been freaking out throughout the movie. Yeah. He's like, oh, bah, bah, bah. he's like, oh, you know, none of that matter. Like the whole rogue broadcast thing. Well, he's bother been told him, but him swearing. Everyone is... on the planet is listening. So mm-hmm. he's kind of not down with. You know, saving anybody. Station because manager Vernon Locknut, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he should be more pissed that there's been no commercials. Yeah, because just talking is not earning him a fucking nope. cent. <laughs> He's nope. not getting paid. Um, But yeah, so th- that dumb conflict is happening outside. Uh, guy, uh, DJ guy has learned that maybe if he just stops pleading with everyone and just starts saying curse words that maybe someone will finally pay attention mm-hmm. so he drops a couple but doesn't no one yeah it changes tries anything. to tell them but, to take him off the air well but, it's the best thing is like the locked up guy is like he just said the f word i ruined and then like he's like get off the phone dickhead he's like dickhead oh my it's, yeah. like, it's oh. like dude he scaled back way back yeah. Yeah. Like, dickhead's all right yeah. dickhead's practically acceptable on the radio now yeah, absolutely yeah. yeah but as the alien is trying to zap martha quinn in that's when the band leader or the band dork Crispin Glover has shown up and like it's suddenly like, 
Hey, that's Martha Quinn. Well, first he's like, where's my bunny? Yeah. Where's Bunny? <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's her. That's Martha Quinn. That's Lisa Cummings. Let me get her autograph. Mm-hmm. Martha Quinn, I love and you. And he goes up and, it, and, and he like shocks her because she's looking through the through her camera because mm-hmm. she's been operating her camera since her cameraman's gone. And her cameraman, her camera is fucking ridiculous. It's got like rabbit ears on it yeah. and, you know, <laughs> like a giant fucking light. And she, Martha Quinn is like four six. I mean, she's, oh, yeah. she's tiny. They've given her at one point. She's got a cell phone with a ridiculous battery and like eight batteries for the the camera, and is just like going into war with all this dumb mm. equipment all over her. But yeah, so she's got this giant camera, and the yeah. guy's like, "Hey, where's Bunny?" She's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and and what happens is, as as this happens, he gets zapped in, mm-hmm. and he's like. Oh my god! And freaks out. <laughs> and, and yeah, but, yeah. the alien, because whenever they've zapped a girl in, the aliens walked over and kind of waved at it. And <laughs> as Dan describes, he's like, "It's like he's got a pet now." Yeah, and he wants the women. Yeah, but as soon as it's a dude in there, the aliens like, "No, no, yeah. no, no, no!" And he murders his robot. Yes, he does. He's he's yeah. like, "God damn it, robot! I don't want this dude." Mm-hmm. I don't want dudes in my tubes. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Yep. And he's like zap and yeah. they blow something up that was maybe a, another version of this robot. Yes, a cheaper version of that. And robot. the DJ is just like, he blew up his robot. And it's, <laughs> and it's reversible. <laughs> yeah, because it, what he does then is he zaps the guy back out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Crispin. We can, out. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can save these people. It's reversible. There's hope. Yeah. But then he's like. Oh no, Martha Quinn, he's, he's zoomed in on you again. You gotta get out. Yep. And she's just like, what, huh? And then just gets zapped right mm. into it. Um, she didn't zig or zag. Nope. nope. Right in. Um, the the ladies have been brought in with, if they're holding something, something comes in with them. So mm-hmm. she's got her video camera. Yeah. And the nurse had her... Nurse um, had her cart. Her cart. Which she was holding onto. Bunny uh, had her Walkman, I think. Sure. Yes. Why not? Because they all have props. The, the dude at the cable station, meanwhile, has decided that he's going to go to town with the Russian correspondent mm-hmm. who is also his personal assistant. I don't think she's specifically the Russian correspondent. She's just a correspondent who's Russian. Okay. Well, she's like the world news correspondent. Okay. Yeah. It's Russian. Okay. But so they basically go to town. Well, they, they go to where the radio station is. <laughs> right. They don't go to town. Mm-hmm. It's not that kind of movie. Cause Pahuda <laughs> isn't a town. Pahuda. But he's just like, I'm going to go get my car and also be the lead of this story because the story is great. That's all this cable news station has covered is this fucking story. And that yes. guy was on the air for like 12 straight hours mm-hmm. <laughs> covering it. So he has shown up and he is out there covering the story for whatever reason. Yeah. And so they are getting pictures from Martha Quinn back to the truck. Mm-hmm. They they figure out they can patch in. Yes. What's, Those giant rabbit ears on the camera. What is either really clever or really stupid about this is that the incoming signal is tiny Mm -hmm. and he is not happy about it. He's like, what is this? He's, he's disturbed by that. The movie doesn't lean in on this joke for whatever reason. I don't know if they realized how clever it might have been. Uh, They leaned in enough, but they have just this little tiny picture window on the monitor of this feed. It's about about a third the size. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's kind of funny. That's a pretty good, (laughs) it's a pretty good gag. But it's a pretty good gag. Yeah. So the DJ is just like, you know what? I'm just going to go out there and fight the alien and we'll move the levers around and reverse this because I know it can be reversed. And 
Also, yeah. the engineer has finally busted out of the cocoon. He's like, yeah. hey, what's going on? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what was happening? Oh, yeah. God. Why am I drippings with goo? Um, so. But yeah, he grabs <laughs> he grabs the the rod or yeah. whatever thing yes. and points it at the at the jars, which zaps some of the women out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three of the four who yeah. just pop up outside mm-hmm. or no inside right there. Large size. They're normal size yeah. again. <laughs> Uh, with well, no, doesn't he fight the alien and slash its suit first and then okay, pull this? Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he does. It, it He makes it leak. Yes. Yeah. And he slashes just, the alien spacesuit. Fire extinguisher shoots out of this thing yeah. for a good minute mm-hmm. or so. And then it kind of explodes. And then it's like a weird like. Yeah, it wasn't even like humanoid at all. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like a Audrey 2 slash King Ghidorah mm-hmm. triple headed. It, it looks like the fucking Pokemon or whatever. <laughs> the triple headed bullshit thing. Uh huh. Oh whatever! I mean, <laughs> fuck it. Was, uh, it looks uh, like uh, one of them Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. <laughs> Which, like, at first has robot legs, uh-huh. and you're like, "Oh god, what is this monstrosity?" And but then, then it, it just, just they just fall off. It just yeah. yeah, and it parks itself behind a console, mm-hmm. and you never see it again. You know, mm-hmm. moving. It's just three headed yeah. plant thing. Um, but apparently, in all its thrashing, it knocked over a crate of disinfectant. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. That was on the nurse's, nurse's cart. Yep. Oh, that okay. got re-enlarged because we oh, were like, okay. why does she have her cart? And then it's just like, oh, that's why, because she was pushing around. That's a cart. right. She actually earlier in the movie started polishing one of the cans of disinfectant to <laughs> yeah. make sure that, you know, that that's what's on the well, cart. She spent while well, she was she was standing in a room off to the side in this hospital yeah. and just spraying disinfectant mm-hmm. on the <laughs> It on was, the counter for like 30 seconds. It was Chekhov's disinfectant. And then she throws that can away and or puts a cap back yeah. on and leans back down to the to the 40 cans of disinfectant on her cart. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, if you're going to work that into the rest, the end of the movie, that's a fine way to do mm-hmm. it, sure. I guess. Yeah. Sure. But Check- they all just arm themselves with disinfectant. The least of this movie. Check- Chekhov's disinfectant is Weissall, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Weissall. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so they just all arm themselves with the disinfectant and start attacking the plant. Yes. To which the DJ, again, as soon as he starts spraying, just is like, <laughs> And this is, the way this plays out is one of those scenes that, like, every once in a while, I my brain steps out of a movie mm-hmm. and suddenly sees the cameraman filming the scene yeah, and I the director standing off to the side. Did the same thing. And, you know, just these people... Just, you know, having spray cans and just spraying, uh, you know, in front of their face going, ah, and then this this long shot of all five of them standing there spraying this thing with these cans and while they're just thrashing this robotic plant around. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's silly. It's pretty great, though. Yeah. And they spray it forever. And then it finally just kind of goes. But then like at the last second, just. It reaches over with its mouth and grabs a lever. Yeah. And, and then it just warps out of there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Back to its ship. Yeah. Yep. Which then everyone goes outside and they're like, hey. Well, no. They they realize they can explode the door to get out. Mm-hmm. So they, Did they even show that from the inside view? No. They no. didn't. Yeah. They're no, just you, like, spray the door. Let's get out of here. Yeah. The sheriff, like, despite all of this, the sheriff's still like... Your destruction of property yeah. and uh, uh, you inciting a riot and and then well, like, the sheriff couldn't see any of it. Well, then like they the whole town watches the UFO thing take off, yeah. and then he's like, "Just fuck off and go look in the door there." So the sheriff looks <laughs> and is like, "Oh well, <laughs> holy yes. shit!" I, I just like when they're all coming out; they're all getting a round of applause from the people behind the yeah. barrier. Oh, right. it's these characters, <laughs> yeah. so the ones the we've come to love. People. 
Yeah. And Crispin Glover is standing there just like slowly clapping. Yeah. He's like, he's sort of got this smile on his face until all three of the, uh, the three that got re-enlarged mm-hmm. come out and he realizes that Bunny's not coming out and he's like, where Bunny? Where's Bunny? <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. and they cut inside to her, and she's still in the jar. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's where they end it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But right before that, mm-hmm. the the uh, newscaster guy mm-hmm. tries to interview Dan <laughs> and Martha Quinn, who yeah. are now a couple. They have, yes, they have. They have bonded they over have. their shared hatred of Audrey II monsters. Yes, they are about to bone. Yeah. They also immediately made out as soon as they got out of the door. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like, we're free. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But then we're free puts, of infectants. Yeah. yeah. But but he puts, he puts a uh, humble, puts the microphone in his face and he goes, get that microphone out of my fucking face. Mm-hmm. And that's it, the last thing we hear from him. He just looks like he is so offended. He's just like, my stars. I can't believe you said mm-hmm. that to yeah. me. <laughs> and yeah, he just looks on like for the rest of the, it's like, what did you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, heard happily but, was upset. But yeah, they go, where's Bunny? And they fade out on Bunny screaming and no. hitting the little jar. Yes. I think it's gone. I can't even yeah, that possibly go high. <laughs> yep. no. Yeah. And then credits with some of their amazing, terrible songs. Mr. Cool. Mr. Cool by Psychotic Symphony, the was, second worst song. I was going to say, of all the fucking bands to bring back, they bring back goddamn Psychotic Symphony. Yeah. Like, I would have been fine with hair metal band. I even would have been fine with... The president's Nirvana vinyls. Yeah. What about the Blue Oyster Cult? Oh, sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, they have Mr. Cool by that shit band. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's bad. But so credits end. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because this is the full moon cinematic universe. Yeah. Yeah. Fade back up. Tim Thomerson has to recruit everybody. To yes. The full and moon so Avengers. you got little doll man. Dollvengers. <laughs> trying to hitch a ride on the side of the road. And he can't be seen because he's yeah. a tiny man. Yeah. But he looks up and he sees, you know, Pahrumph or whatever the fuck the name is. He's 20 miles from (laughs) Pahuda. Pahuda. And he just voiceovers like they couldn't even record him talking to himself. He voiceovers. I heard about that little lady who got shrunk in that. Maybe she'd like some doll man. Yeah, he goes, he's only a foot tall. (laughs) It's going to be a rough life for her. Yeah. I got one thing that'll cheer up. (laughs) A visit from the doll man. <laughs> it just cuts to... And he puts on his sunglasses. Yeah, he does. And then they, you get like a James Bond look for the continuing adventures mm-hmm. of doll man coming soon. No, and before then, that, you get like a music cue. Well, it cue. happens over oh, that. Okay. While that's on the screen, you get the... <laughs> you get a music cue that's like part shaft, part... I, I don't know. It's just like, doll man. <laughs> doll man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So doll man's going to get that lady because finally he can... Get with the yeah, lady he's who's got someone his size, Dollman size. Mm-hmm. So here's another alien in our movie, mm-hmm. Dollman. Dollman. He's been walking the earth, <laughs> looking for tiny ladies. <laughs> Heard a rumor. Yeah, he's made it from New York City to Pahuda, wherever Pahuda is, in some desert. So he's made it far enough. Yeah. Well, it's got it's got to be west of the Mississippi. I'm he's pretty sure it's Texas. He's looking. Mm. Well, it's just because it's K D U L. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's bad. Shows. West of Mississippi, caller, you're on the line. This is Art Bell on Pahuda Radio. This is how you know radio station mm-hmm. letters work. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, um, he's looking for some tiny Pahooters. There are a lot of songs in here with lyrics. There sure are. <laughs> but you're none right. yep. earn a Stargrove. No, they don't. None are about the actual bad chance. I kept thinking that the hair metal one was going to turn, but yeah. it never did. Because no. like they were talking like. Something covering the earth in green. I'm like, yeah. oh, are you talking uh-huh. about the shit? No, they're not talking. They're <laughs> no, just talking they're shit. About trees. Are you talking about the shit? Yeah. 
Nope. No, no they're, they're just not. they're just talking shit. Yeah. 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 No Stargrove. Uh, however, does that guy yeah. get an ensign? He freaked out pretty good. There's a lot of freaking out in this movie. Yeah. You're talking about the guy in the beginning? Yeah, the electrician or whatever the hell he was? Yeah, you can give him an ensign if yeah. you want. I mean, I, I think I, when I he think ripped he... open his shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I'll support it. Because that was, it was a, good a good 30 ensign. seconds of just like, what the hell is on me? <laughs> I just, I love that he called it cooties. Yes, so, well, yes. That, and once they got to the hospital. <laughs> I'm gonna, Stay away, Doc. I at the very cooties. least, I'd give it an honorary ensign for calling it cooties. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'd be, I got cooties and I got pacooties and pacooties. <laughs> yep. So we got an Ensign Award. All yes. Right. Very good. Good job, good Bad job. Channels. <laughs> well played. Yes. Nicely Gentlemen's. done. <laughs> All right. Some, somebody rate it for reals. Okay. BJ, go ahead. I can go. Yeah. Uh, I hated this. <laughs> I had no idea. Really? <laughs> you know, and the process of describing it describing this movie the way it's described mm-hmm. is so much better than actually watching it that's why we do like this. <laughs> it's a hundred times better than watching it mm-hmm. easily um i award you three bags and may god have mercy on your soul wow. bad channels um i don't know if it was the mood or what but none of it connected with me like maybe five percent of this movie connected with me and just Everything about it annoyed me, just from front to back. There might have been a couple laughs, but everything about it. And I know, I, I know that you guys. Well, at least Chuck liked it. Chuck was laughing his merry way through this movie. <laughs> like every three seconds, Chuck was just <laughs> just giggling about. And I think that's fantastic. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank but you. I could not stand it. I mean, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's not a five bags movie, but it's. Pretty bad for me. Mm-hmm. All right, you're allowed to like it. <laughs> well, but please, please tell us how much you like it, Chuck. Uh, all right, all right. Four jocks. I, <laughs> bad channels is a bad movie. Oh yeah. I mean, it's by definition the thing we do. It's structurally so bizarre. Like it's unlike anything we've done. Now I wasn't here for Forbidden Zone, so I can't mm-hmm. compare. But as far as like formulaic, it is not. No. It is absolutely not that. It goes in odd directions. Like when the first music video kicked in, we were all just like, what? And, you know, once you realize that's going to be the premise for the next 20 minutes, you're like, huh, that's awfully unusual. But they found a way to both pad their runtime and get local bands into their movie and get some experience shooting music videos, I guess. I mean, (laughs) not good local bands. (laughs) No, the bands are bad. Um, there, there are there are things that I that were supposed to be funny in this that I laughed at, and there were things in this that were fucking terrible that I laughed at. This movie, I, I hate to say it's fine, but I thought it was fine. I don't think it's as bad as BJ thought it was. I think it's obviously once you get past the first fifteen to twenty minutes, I think it's incredibly watchable. Um, mm-hmm. it, just on a what the fuck factor of just like what is happening in this. I wasn't like invested in it or anything, but I thought it was goofy enough to not bore me and that's the last thing I ever want to do when we watch these things be bored so uh, one jocks I will give it one jocks I, I think it's just recommendable enough to say if you want something really off the wall watch bad channels it's not it's better than demonic toys mm-hmm. demonic toys mm-hmm. was fucking boring and the demonic toys were in that for six minutes this had you know all their dumb alien bullshit throughout the last two thirds of the movie 
demonic toys could not get its shit together and focus on what it was. <laughs> so I give it credit for that. Cool. That's got Blue Oyster mm-hmm. Cult. Yeah. Sure not is. good Blue Oyster Cult, though. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would you go, oh, yeah, you, it had the bad version of something that could be cool. <laughs> That's the only part of your of your critique that I'm critiquing. Okay, that's that? fine. Fair enough. Yeah, this is a tough one because like if if I could like trim down the first fifteen or so minutes like to to practically nothing, mm-hmm. um, and kill Psychotic Symphony out of the movie <laughs> entirely, I think I would like have a, a whole different opinion. Like I think this would be like in the high jocks range, mm-hmm. um, because. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like it, it's none of it is good, but it's interesting, and and it, and it held my attention. And it's like if you could just cut out stupid. I don't even know what you call it. Clown band. That that alone would like gain at least a whole other jocks rating just by them being gone. Okay. I could even deal with a slow intro because I mean, its slow intro was still even better than Demonic Toys' slow intro. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was just dark and you couldn't see anything. At least this one. You could see everything that was happening. That was I'll give I'll, it that. I'll give I'll it give that. that. Yes, um, it was lit. <laughs> yeah, it was not lit. It was lit, fam. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think I'm gonna have to settle on the same rating. Like I'm gonna just say one jocks because like I think this is a thing that should be seen if you're watching bad movies. Just know that like it's gonna have a slow ass intro. Um, you're you're almost. I mean, like Martha Quinn is the only one you can name from anything just because she was on MTV. She is so basically inconsequential to this movie. Yeah. Like she fades in and out of the movie so much that it's just like, why even like why that character would you go get anyone you can name? Like, it's just strange to me like that. You know, I'm not saying she's like a huge get. I'm just saying like it's the only person this unless you're like in the full moon franchise, you can go like, oh, that's the person that was in this. And they were, you know, like you have to be in like this Charles Band like mindset of like I get this. Maybe they thought she would become like a a, a, better a Charles movie. Band alum. I'm oh, sure and just be one of those day players who would be in all the things. Yeah, but yeah, I mean like between that and the and the clown thing, it it it, it gets knocked down some because that that shit's bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kept wanting to go higher than one jocks, but I can't do it. Um, you can go lower. I, I could, but <laughs> I I think it's not. Uh, to me, like once you get into bags territory, it's like I'm saying, don't ever watch this. Even if it's even if it's one, you know, one bag. To me, it's saying one bag is like saying it's not the worst thing you're ever going to see, but don't watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I I have to say, watch this. However, like I said when we first started, you have to be in a mood for this movie because if you're not, you're gonna reject it like a bad kidney you're just gonna get it out of me <laughs> get away and I, I i caught on its wavelength but it took a long time mm-hmm. you know and, and but i love the fact that like the music videos feel like you know obviously they're bad songs and first of all but then they're they feel like somebody who had never heard that type of music saw 30 seconds worth of a video and then was like we need to make that video yeah we need to make it look like that, you know, and they just had a 30 second clip to go from and they're like, all right, well, let's just expand that to a full video. And that's kind of how like the all of them are. Mm-hmm. And and I'm still like that. That third one is with the nurse is just incomprehensible. I <laughs> I don't even know how someone makes that. Uh, can I say I was angry general. that there wasn't one for Martha Quinn? 
Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. kind of was actually. Yeah. Like, like they just zapped her, and mm-hmm. they didn't do the whole gimmick. That pissed me off. Like mm-hmm. w- they'd already established it, so I'm like, all right, let's see what they do for Martha Quinn. I want to see what yeah. dumb band they well, drag. And that's into the thing this. when they had four jars and they had sucked the first woman in. I'm like, well, there's three other women who have speaking roles in this movie, so <laughs> I think we know who's all getting sucked into jars. But yeah, yeah. They, they didn't give her one. Well, they could have taken the Russian correspondent too. Yeah, uh, I guess she, she spoke. She did. She, she did. She, <laughs> she and she would. You're right. She would have been easy to get because she was already around other, you know, RF materials. Mm-hmm. She was in a TV station. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, but there, there's just very much that 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 early '90s like home video vibe to all of this yeah. that yeah. kind of you just don't get anymore. And that that's why I could say one jocks. It's not great, and it's going to take a while to get going, but. If you're on its wavelength, you're probably going to go a little higher. I will add a caveat to my or an addendum to my <laughs> um, to my rating. Mm-hmm. And um, in the interest of fairness, you've made a good point that if you are a bad movie scholar or connoisseur or mm-hmm. collector uh, of any sort, you should you should probably watch this. But if you are in it for entertainment, steer ye away. Here there be monsters. <laughs> Still three bags, but just understand, you know, understand where that particular yeah. qualification lies. Yeah. Fair enough. No, totally fair. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've we've discussed bad channels enough. Yes. Let us take us ourselves to a break. Yes. Let's, yes, let us do that. Let's, let's do that. <laughs> let's take ourselves. Before we become a bad channel. Right. Oh, better channel. Right there. That's right, because we're the bad movie feed. Bad, bad movie bad. feed. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back. Hey, hey, Bevcast. Second half. Second half. Yep, we have some additional talking to do. Oh, that's correct. Sure. Um. <laughs> so, what all do we have? You, you haven't watched. You've been. I'm busy. Yeah. Chuck's making deep, his video knee series. Deep, knee deep making some videos. Yeah. BJ's been. BJ caught up on Game of Thrones. Now he doesn't give a shit about it anymore. Right. No, so. I am absolutely 100 percent. All the watching. shits are given. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah. But we're not going to talk about it because that would be spoilery. Yeah. Yeah. True. So, yeah. What so do we I, got? I uh, guess that. Do you believe in magic? Yeah. and fucked a dragon. I finished up <laughs> Harry Potter. Ooh. Speaking of magic. Yeah. Magic journeys with dragons and shit. And I I decided to watch the whole fucking series. <laughs> what? In Man. the last week and a half, basically. Holy shit. Well, I couldn't remember, like... Uh, I, I knew that I had read, well, listen, audiobook version of the further in the books than I did the movies. I mm-hmm. couldn't remember if I made it to readings slash listening to book six and only watched up through movie five mm-hmm. or if it was movie four and book five that listening to. Yeah. Turns out it was movie four, book five. I hadn't seen the fifth movie. Okay. So like, as soon as it started, I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen this. Um, so I guess I'll give a quick recap of it. To catch yeah. up, because you've got Deathly Hallows Part 2 is the only one left that you haven't talked yeah. about, correct? Yeah. 
Okay. Um, very quickly, because that's eight movies we got to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Philosopher's Stone, Sorcerer's Stone, whatever you want to call it, uh, depending on where you are. The first one. The first one. Um, it's not a bad movie. It's just nothing. Nothing fell into place right yet. Like the, the all the actors were very childlike. And they were too young. They were too young. They just hadn't had any coaching. And I think by the second one, they were like, "Yeah, get these kids some acting coaches. They've got seven more movies to do. Like, <laughs> we can't Jake Lloyd this shit for the whole series." Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not bad. It's just rough. Like nobody feels like they fit their part quite right. Everything just feels kind of like. I don't know. Is this going to be a hit? You know, <laughs> like, like it yeah. didn't feel like they were fully invested in everything. Yeah, yet. it does have that. Feeling. Yeah. Um, so it, it's not a terrible movie. It's just like it, it's weak because of that. And like nothing feels like it gels yet. Um, I know I'm going to be extremely in the minority, but I think I could almost say the second one is my favorite. Um, I know, I know a lot of people come to the series for the high stakes, the, you know, the high wizard stakes that you get towards the end of the series. Yeah. Um, high wizard stakes. Busty wizard stakes. <laughs> Is that where wizards get blaze yeah. and like racehorses? Yeah. So they're packed in like dry ice and they show up at your door. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, the oh. high wizard stakes. <laughs> okay. So they're just impregnated with weed yeah. by wizards. Yes. Um, sure. But, like, we all. But what I, what I, what I like most about the series, because to me, the concept of, young wizards in a wizarding school and following them from the time that they enter to the time that they finish. That's, that's an interesting enough story in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have wizard adventures without having this big, like world ending event, Marvel style, you know, like it's, it's sort of like if you, you know, I, I feel like chamber of secrets is, is good because it's like, here's a mostly self-contained thing. Yeah. We're going to drop some hints for the big stuff that's coming, but like number one, the actors are all vastly improved in the second one. Like they went to some, good ass acting classes in between those first two movies. Um, like in particularly like, I mean like Robbie Coltrane is good as Hagrid in the first one, but he f- still feels a little off. Like everything about the first one just feels just that little bit off. Like he fucking nails it in the second one. And like, and Emma Watson is like so much better in the second one. Like there, there are, there are multiple like nearly perfect scenes, especially between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like him, the scene where he's like, Hagrid is consoling Hermione about like the, you know, derogatory wizard slang that, you know, is thrown in her way. It's fucking great. Like I'm both their parts. Like it is mm-hmm. so good. Um, and I, I just, I really, I, I don't know. It's just like, it's kind of like my sweet spot because it's like, there's some crazy shit happening, but it's like, it's not world ending. It's just like, it's personal and they still have time to like go to class and deal with shit. And I don't know. I just really like it. It's, it's good. Um, well, it's kind of, it's, I think it's the one, out of all of them that balances that the best where yeah. it's got the whole like shit's going down, but I got to get an A in this. Right. Yeah. Quiz. Because like, I mean, second one is good. I mean, it's, it's Alfonso Cuaron making a third, ter- one. third one. Yeah. yeah. Third one. Yeah. I'm saying I'm moving on. Now okay, talking yeah, about yeah. third one. Um, like prisoner asking man is also really good. Um, I, it's like two, three and th- four are almost my sweet spot of like level of school hijinks versus world ending shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that one's made by, you know, a now master filmmaker. I mean, I guess he was building towards it at that time. He was still making yeah. good stuff, but um, like, so it's really well directed. Um, it's interesting because I mean, you've got this like misdirection plot, the whole movie about who you think the villain is and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So that's interesting. You've got continually adding good actors, you know, I mean, high, high caliber actors in, in Gary Oldman and uh, David Thewlis, um, the, the great additions to the whole mm-hmm. cast. Um, 
you have new Dumbledore, which I think Dumbledore. We, we've all said, like, number one, casting Richard Harris was just that was bad planning. You knew you were going to make. Yeah. You yeah. knew you were going to make eight movies. Like, don't cast a dude that's like 85 years old when you start the first one. Nope. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> that's just really, guys. Like, you weren't really thinking that one through. That's age discrimination. Hurry. <laughs> it's just it's planning. It's, it's, it's just good man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean. Again, like, I, I mean, Michael Gambone is is great. Like, I mean, I feel like he, he kind of walks in and mostly nails it. But again, I feel like there's that ramp up thing. Like, I feel like he's not as good in three as he is later. Like, oh, he's yeah. Still, By like, the end, it's like, yeah, he's I fucking, could not imagine Richard Harris doing like the final scenes in the last. Yeah, yeah. like like the final Dumbledore scenes. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there's a little bit of that. Like, so it's not perfect. But like I said, three is still really good Four or yeah, we're up to four four. <sighs> It's weird. Like four, four is strange because it's kind of the one where I like it less. Like it's it's my least of that sweet spot two, three, four mm-hmm. area because it feels like right off the bat everyone's like fuck you, Harry Potter. And it's just like, we feel like everyone <laughs> yeah. like turns that switch of like fuck you. Just how dare you? And he's like, what? I didn't even. And he's like, no, fuck you, Harry Potter. Like it's just like everyone flips that switch and it's like it takes half the movie for people to come around and be like. Oh yeah, maybe he didn't actually really do the thing, you mm-hmm. know. So like, that's a <laughs> weird. That's a <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a, just a weird thing that goes on throughout that entire movie. The only reason I appreciate that is because like the first three, everybody's just. Oh yeah, they're all they're all about like as they're well. all starstruck by Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, Harry Potter, you're the best at everything." So it's kind of refreshing to have one where they're like, "No, nah, you know what? Fuck this guy. Yeah, you know we, what, I, yeah. we think we like Cedric Diggory better." Yeah, well. Sure. I, I gotta say, going back, like he's he's pretty fucking good in that role. Like, I mean, I hundred percent bought Twilight as like, holy shit, yeah, he's he's cool guy kid. Like, go, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's probably a better school mascot than Harry Potter. If he yeah. hadn't been in in Twilight, yeah. I think it would have been a much better role for him for me, because yeah. yeah. it kind of painted my view of him. Sure, with mm-hmm. a with so, the wrong brush. So still, I think yeah. I think four four is good. Five. Is five where you have the guy that does all the rest of them? Is that his first one? Yes. Okay. So David Yates. David Yates. Yeah. Like um, five feels mildly not problematic because like problematic now means something different. There's mm-hmm. just, like there's something off about five and I can't. That's the one I just really can't put my finger on what I didn't enjoy fully about that one. Like I know. I know it's the one where like shit really starts going down like the, the big shit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But like by the time it hit that point in that movie, I just. Like it, it's weird because it, it felt like it was still leaning heavily into like interpersonal school relationship stuff. But then it's like at this point, it's like the tables almost flipped the other way. It was like, no, there's major shit going on. Like maybe you shouldn't care about who you're going to like kiss or take to a dance or whatever. It's like deal with some shit. You know, <laughs> like it just it, it felt like the balance was strangely mm-hmm. shifting where it's like now you need to stop caring about this. So, yeah. Um, so you have five. I don't know. Didn't love it. Uh, six. <sighs> I mean, five and six are just like, they're kind of weird. Like, I, I totally get where they're going and what they need to do. But like, they they just didn't rope me in. And I can't, again, I can't, I can barely put my finger on what I was kind of met about in five and six. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, I get, you know, I see the map and I see where you're going with this. It just like feels weird how little I kind of care. Now, Seven, seven part one. I I think it helps having never seen these, and like this even and also not having read the not book ha- yeah. Now I'm past yeah. the point that I don't even know what's going to happen, and you constantly everyone describing it as like oh it's just them arguing in a tent for an hour or two. 
and I was like, all right, this is going to be a boring ass movie. <laughs> I fucking loved seven part one. <laughs> like, I think because my, lo- my expectations were so lowered, like the five and six, like David, I was like really worried about what David Yates was going to do with that series when he came on. Cause it was like, man, like those first two ones just feel fucking paint by numbers. Like, just bring a guy in who's just the Brett Ratner of the wizarding world. Like, I will just get this shit done and on time and under budget. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they just felt like they brought in a guy. Like, that was his qualifications. And then Seven is, like, Seven is fucking bizarre because, like, if they had shot the Dark Tower movie, now I haven't seen it. If they shot the Dark Tower movie, movie looking like half this movie looks, it'd be fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Because, like, this movie is, like, they didn't post-apocalyptic <laughs> Western... Like, there is so much interesting shit happening in the way this movie looks. I know there's a long stretch of the movie where they're arguing in a tent or in the woods or in the woods near a tent, but I don't know. I still really enjoyed it just because, like, visually it was like, oh, shit, okay, you can actually do something, guy, and mm-hmm. I am I am fascinated by this. Plus, I think it helps that besides the final, final battle in the last one, which we're going to talk about in a second, I think this has the best action sequence of the series is the... Harry escape in the very beginning of the movie. Eh? Huh? Eh? Yeah. Well, it wasn't. In, yeah. Didn't mean it like that. <laughs> um, where it's like the multiple Harrys. Like they're like, all right, we'll, you know, we'll disguise you and we're just going to fucking misdirection in all, all directions. Like take care of this. Mm-hmm. Because what's so good about that scene is like every movie has that like getting the band back together part. And this one feels like it's about to have that. And it's like, nope, got to go. Bye. You know, and it's just like mm-hmm. fucking action scene. And it's, it's good. Like mm-hmm. it's a really good action scene. So I was pleasantly surprised. Like I, I, I now we're going to talk about the last one. I'm going to spoil my two highest rated ones are part two and seven part two mm-hmm. with seven part one being just behind it. Okay. All right. So I will let you talk about seven part two first because you, you um, I did all that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I really liked seven part two because it gets to the point where it's okay. Things are happening. And things are constantly happening and it's not dicking around and not just treading water like six and, and seven part one are doing, you know, and that's though it does my problem with this one, which I, I'd probably, I'd say it was like four and a half star. It didn't get the full five out of me Mm -hmm. is because there's a lot of stuff that basically just happens off camera and they come back and they're like, oh, yeah, they're dead. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. you're like, wait, but, you know, and it's and it's long shots of like crazy stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then somebody be like, yeah, well, he's, he's dead now. It's like, well, wait, you didn't, you know, and this is stuff that's like happens in the book. Like mm-hmm. it's it's played out. And then even some of the deaths that happen in on screen have no buildup whatsoever. Uh, like especially one of the villains who like you've been waiting a long time for this person to get theirs. And it's like a scene where it's suddenly like, okay, these two people are in the same room and okay, now that one's dead, you know? And it's kind of like, all right then, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's kind of, it's very odd in that regard, but it's also, it just, it, it feels the most like just big Hollywood action movie, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But like, I, I don't know. It's still, it still very much felt like it had the heart of Harry Potter. Like, yes, I here here's because Hogwarts is a place again, right? Even though it's mostly a set in this one, kind of yeah, because it's not really a school anymore. Like my my only defense of like um, why I find that it's interesting to kind of kill semi major characters off screen 
is that when they present other semi-major characters in peril, you're like, oh, shit. And then when they survive, you're like, fuck, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it just it's sort of like, you know, it, the stakes are so big. It's like we can't even be bothered showing you this. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when they do focus on something, you're like, uh oh, you know, like you just have this bad feeling going in. It, yeah. To me, it just it it just painted this sense of dread. Like there was 100 percent dread from the seven one to, into seven two. You know, mm-hmm. I, I still don't even understand how you're supposed to call these things. Like, part one yeah, and part two. Part it's, it's just it's stupid yeah, when, you have, when you have a number a part of the series and then you have parts of it. It's yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I think, yes, it's good, but I, I think the biggest thing that bothers me is Snape gets such the shaft character wise throughout these, because in the books, like he is a major character throughout. And Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like in the movies, they're like, okay, toss him here, toss him here, toss him here, toss him here. And then like, some of the biggest stuff and all the character building that happens for him, they kind of shove into one part right near the end. Yeah. They're like, all right, here's that Snape stuff. And you're like, oh, this is why I should have been caring about Snape the whole time where it's like in the books, that's a lot earlier. And you're like, okay, I get it now. But instead they're like info dump. Boom. They build Snape. his character slowly over this, over the seven books as opposed yeah. to just kind of farting it out there. Well, yeah. Like I said, at the end of six, they're just like, you know, he shows up and he's like, all right, yeah, check it. Boom, gone. You know, and it's like, wait, you're this. So much of that book was about you and you're like in it for 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it, it's it, like, it's like that thing in movies that I hate. And I can remember that movie basic that was filmed here did this to where mm-hmm. you're made to think one thing about a character or a group of characters throughout the whole film. Like these characters are evil and then the last second, you're like, oh, wait, no, they were good the whole time. And it's like, I can't erase the sensation that you built in me this entire time that I was not supposed to like that person. Mm-hmm. And now in the last five minutes, I'm supposed to like that person. I, I, you know, everything is a lie. So it would have helped if those movies had done what the books did earlier mm-hmm. and given you that. Because, yeah, like towards the end, you're just like, man, fuck that guy. And you're like, oh, wait, no, don't fuck that guy. <laughs> Everything's yeah. fine. You know, but. Yeah. yeah, it's it's handled much better in the books yeah. as, you know, it, the, make that the fucking theme of Harry Potter, the movies. Yeah, the books were better. You know, sure. <laughs> I mean, that, yes. that's all you can ever keep saying is <laughs> right. that was handled better in the books. <laughs> you know, er- everything that you can complain about in the movies is like, well, yeah, the book addressed that. But, you know, because you're watching the movies, it's different. And mm-hmm. I, I so learn to read. Kids. Well, well, yeah. And a lot like um the big scene at the end of six that played way different when I read it in my, you know, seeing it in my head, reading it in the book, like the, the unlikely heroic character that's at the end of, of part two mm-hmm. did not play out nearly as heroically and big deal as it did in the book for me. In the book, it felt like a huge, huge fucking deal. And the movie is just kind of like, Oh yeah, this happened. You know, and you're like, fuck dude like that's one of the, like the main themes of the entire thing and you just kind of like toss it in i mean you give him a slow motion shot and all that but it's just like eh, i don't know it, it's there's just it feels a lot of stuff that just didn't work quite as well but the whole final scene with dumbledore i think did i think that's one of the better scenes in the series mm-hmm. even though it's more dumbledore being ridley 
rather than just fucking saying what he wants to say. What has three legs in the morning? Well, well yeah. Well, well, when my wife's like, wait, is he saying, is he saying Snape was Harry's dad? And I'm like, I don't think so, but I don't know because I'm pretty sure that's definitely not what they're saying, but I see why you would think that from what happens in this scene. And yeah. James Potter was a cock. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> I remember that scene. Yeah. Dumbledore out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I still, I like that one a lot mm-hmm. and I think it, it satisfies, you know, it, it basically gives everyone a, Aside from Snape, I think it gives all the characters the send-off that you're kind of expecting out of them. Yeah, I mean, what did you think, Harlow? You kind of... Yeah, I mean... You didn't get too much into it before I <laughs> took over here. No, no, but, no. no. Um, I mean, I, I I, mean, I'm flying in blind to the last, what, two books, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I... Part two gave me pretty much everything I needed to, like, wrap up. Um, if I had... If I had to find a complaint and probably why it would like not get it didn't get five stars for me and like letterboxed is I know it was in the book, but that like 19 years later thing is fucking stupid. Like it's it's not necessary. Like and it's done poorly mm-hmm. in the movie. It was dumb in the book, too. Yeah. Yeah. And there's I, I believe there's a conversation in that that they omit, which okay. kind of justifies its existence. <laughs> yeah. Something. Okay. There, there's a character he sees there that. You know, there was somebody that, that they say that he says he has a conversation with. Okay, they were they makes, were they were there, but they it just was like, oh, if you were paying attention, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So yeah, I'm just kind of attempting it, to remain spoiler. Yeah, it it makes more sense with that part of it. Sure. So yeah, I just it's prosthetic wise and everything. It doesn't. Oh, it looks yeah. dumb. Like I don't understand why they think everyone has a different, a completely totally different nose when they age. Like they gave everyone a weird nose. Yeah. Like, how many people's noses like change shape as they age? No, noses do change shape, but usually later in life, not yeah. from like yeah, teenage years not to in twenty 30s. years. I mean, yeah. But you look at a depends lot of on how much drinking you're doing. WC yeah. Fields. Okay, well they gave everyone a weird, yeah, slightly off nose, and it's, mm-hmm. it's strange. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean the 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 Matrixy ending part with. Dumbledore is, I think, fucking great. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it felt very much like the go here and I will tell you things mystically, you know, part of the Matrix thing. But, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I am Colonel Sanders. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I dug it. Like, I yeah. mean, I was straight up like almost cheering by myself at certain parts in that movie. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I like I said, it's me. It's I would give two a slight edge, but I mean, they're they're almost neck and neck. Yeah, to me, too, is just like I, I just kind of wish that we could had a we could have had Harry Potter a series that was just, hey, I'm it's Sweet Valley Magical High, you know, like just fucking yeah. like it's weird enough that we're going through, you know, wizard school and you know teenage shenanigans like that. That's enough, and like with some mild mystery and Scooby ganging along the way. Yeah, well, uh, or or you know. <laughs> could have been like a Buffy thing where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah there, there's crazy stuff keeps happening, but right. still got to go to school. You know, that, that was always the part I liked the best of, of the early books is balancing all that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the last book is one of my, is one of my least favorites because it's basically, they dropped out of school. Yeah. They, like school doesn't even matter anymore. Mm-hmm. And I mean, granted that book checks in on them once in a while, whereas the movies were like, nah, just know that people are here and it sucked. Mm-hmm. You know, 
So it, yeah, I, I just, I really, I think the, the biggest missed opportunity out of all those movies is Snape by far. Like Snape got the short end of the stick characterization wise and just motivation wise and all that where they kind of touch on it, but it's a lot. It has so much more depth in the books that just never shows up in the movies. So, Mm -hmm. oh, well, yeah, but no, I'm happy to have finally finished a giant series like that. That kind of been looming in the background. Mm -hmm. So I think next week by next week, I will have watched the fantastic beasts movie just to, Keep on the Potter train or the Hogwarts Express, if you will. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I may, I may try to watch it before then, yeah. be, before all motivation to continue with those goes somewhere. But it'll be nice to to watch something where I have no idea where any of it goes. Because was that a book first? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but it's like a eight years before prequel thing, I think, or something like that. Yeah, it's set in like the eighteen or early nineteen times. It's a it's a book that exists in the Potterverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think they wrote a book. I think they wrote the book. Well, they wrote Newt Salaman- Salamanders, Salamanders, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Guide to Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway. Like the Star Trek technical manual, <laughs> basically. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So you guys want some email? Wow. Absolutely. We, what we, are those? We, yeah. We've kind of kind of slacked on the emails, but it happens, man. Yeah, this is this is a backlog. I'm just gonna say, state that now. It's a okay. backlog, so some of these may not be as timely as they would have been. But hey, that's life. Uh, first one up. <laughs> What's so funny about that, Chuck? Hey, that's life. Hey, man, <laughs> shit happens. That's what you get. Say la vie. Yeah. <laughs> say uh, what? I don't know. It's just the way it goes. Right. Uh, first one up's from Evan, who says a modest proposal. Eating children not needed. 18th century literature jokes. Hail, junk film degenerates. <laughs> a small idea was milling around in my head, so I had to write it and see what happens. I recently had a double feature serving of William Peter Blatty's The Ninth Configuration and The Exorcist Three Legion. Both films are considered underrated masterworks, and I'm glad they've risen beyond cult status in recent years. Afterwards, I thought of you guys. I won't recommend The Ninth, ninth Configuration because of its surreal existential context. And also, Cinephiles Files today hold it as untouchable. They'd be confused why a bad movie cast would dare tread on sacred ground. But this brings me to Exorcist 3. Using the shaft loophole argument, Exorcist 3 has some qualifications for your analysis. <laughs> At the time, 1991 to be exact, the film was maligned and passed off as a quick cash-in. Coming after Exorcist Deuce didn't help either. It also has Banffcast alum Brad Dorff giving one of the most memorable villain performances on film. George C. Scott is equally amazing, but he was unfairly lambasted on release. It was even nominated for a Razzie for Worst Lead Performance. Mind you, this is the same jury that nominated Ennio Morricone's iconic music for The Thing for Worst Score, so chalk that up to their type of qualifiers. There's also great practical effects, sound effects, and a damn fine car chase, just to wet your lips with flavor. I really... (laughs) You like that? <laughs> yeah. Here comes the flavor. Yeah, You're gonna yeah. wet your lips with yeah, flavor. Just coating your lips with that flavor. Mm. Was that a W? Was that W E T or W H E T? Wet. Uh, here W E T. Okay. I'm just yeah. curious. Moist. Yeah. So just lick them and get that flavor. Mm. Uh, I really apologize for the long letter, but this was a passion I couldn't ignore. Exorcist three, I think, would make an excellent episode for debate, or even use it for a second half topic. Just to get the word out, Shout Factory has made an amazing Blu-ray restoration this year and shows they are doing the film gods' works. 
I hope you good giants will accept my offer. Crash and burn Evan sent from my big bushy beard. That one's for you, Harlow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> There's lots of big bushy beards and big bushy Harry beard. Yep. Big bushy beard. Chuck, you are nodding like you have seen both of these films. I have. Yeah. The ninth configuration, no, never for this show, no. That's he agrees. Yeah. Um Exorcist Three, I'm I don't know. Is that a case of like Godfather Three kind of thing where it's like this is a sequel to a thing that everyone really appreciates and Well, everyone hated too. Well, I know, but Yeah you, you see where I'm getting at yeah. though. They're like, This is part of the series. It's a higher standard at the time they were just like ah let's try and squeeze some money out of the exorcist one more time and it was just, everyone was just like ah pfft, garbage but mm-hmm. he's right looking back it's a better it's like halloween 3 everyone kind oh, of yeah. shit on it for not being what they wanted it to be yeah and then they've come around to it being what it is yeah and now everyone on twitter just acts like they're the only one that appreciates yeah, like, halloween hey, 3 you guys see halloween 3 that movie's yeah. great you know it's like yeah okay yeah <laughs> That is the most yeah. overrated, underrated movie I think of all time. <laughs> so, is it properly rated? Is that what it yes, means? Yes, it is. It is. It is Halloween three has hit its equilibrium. It is. It is, right it is, it is whelmed. Yes, it yeah. is. It is a centrist. It is just right there. It is now rated. Uh huh. Yes. Um, I don't know. Exorcist three might play well, but I, I just it's weird to just jump to an Exorcist three. It's mostly not related but kind of mm. is and that to me would be awkward hmm. so yeah i've never seen three like i watched two like i man i wish i wish i liked john borman movies as much as i wish i liked what they were doing as as good as they look yeah like man that, that guy can shoot a movie <clears throat> there are some amazing visuals in exorcist too but that movie is boring as well i'm just saying like uh, excalibur same way like i wish i liked that movie better oh i love excalibur i i just i didn't grow up with it so like, i didn't either i came to it late and i just that movie looks amazing it. but it's like what the fuck is yeah. going on in this mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> never a good sign yeah yeah yeah, yeah i don't know I, it would make for some interesting discussion but i don't think we should do either one of those no okay uh, got a real short one here from Christian. It says Blade Runner 2049 talk. Hmm? Do you think that Blade Runner 2049 will live up to the hype it's building and hold a candle to the original film or fall flat on its face? I'd love to know what you guys think. Christian. Uh, I have no idea until I see it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know. I thought most people were like kind of anti-hype about it. For the most I part. think cautiously optimistic are a lot of people yeah. on that movie. It doesn't feel like, oh my God, Blade Runner. The people that are making it, I think, is what's making it work yeah i'm a little disappointed like as soon as they announced it and said hey harrison ford's gonna be in it i was like well there goes any ambiguity from the end of the other one you know which is kind of feels like the point but also again we're at the point where what is the other one there are so many versions of that at this point what the hell is that first movie my my boss actually he's like you got a ton of movies i'm like yeah i do and he's (laughs) like do you got do you have blade runner i'm like i do but I've got like the five disc set that has like four versions of the movie on it. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, which one do I watch? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> There's but no way to tell. I, and so I went to the internet and I'm like, all right, Twitter, tell me which one do I tell him? Mm-hmm. And it final cut seemed to be the consensus. I go it, the director's cut. Yeah. Yeah. First director's cut. That's that's what my, my yeah. preferred one. And, and And that's what I originally was about to tell him. But I know a lot. Then there's plenty of people who are like, I actually like the narration of the theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. But they're wrong. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But but people, there are a lot of people that said final cut. So yeah. I don't know. 
I, mean, I don't think I've watched Final Cut now that I think about it. Yeah, I I like I like Harrison Ford's voice. I like the man I like the man speaking, but he's so bored in that narration and it's so unnecessary yeah. too. Yeah. Like it's just obviously they're like like after I mean it's it's so very much mm-hmm. a test audience like like uh, bring in Harrison, we gotta record a voiceover because and he's just you know in typical Harrison Ford fashion is like doing a thing and yeah I don't Harrison be Ford here. will let you know when he does yeah. not give a fuck <laughs> right. mm-hmm. yeah even back then yeah he let them know he did not give a fuck yeah yeah but I mean I'm yeah I'm again cautiously optimistic but I, I liked everyone's criticism of him in the early trailers for this where they're just like. Hey Harrison, we're gonna put you in some fancy future clothes. He's like, "No, I'm wearing a gray T-shirt. That's it." And they're like, "Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the future, dude. You want to wear future T-shirt? No, just put a gray T-shirt on me. I'll bring one from home." Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things. I, I like I said, I'm one of those people. Like, it, it won't diminish the original in any way for me. So bring it on. It might be good. Yeah, give it a shot. The technology's yeah. there to really do something. I mean, yeah. the first one still looks amazing visually. Yeah. And this one seems to be embracing that, especially with all the weird advertising and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have such a weird like I mean, I wouldn't even say love hate. Like I love Blade Runner, but like there are things that just irk the shit out of uh, about it about to me as well. Mm-hmm. Like like the the Christ allegory at the end. I mean, Christ. It's just so yeah. in your fucking exactly. face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, dude, fucking get it. Like, mm-hmm. really? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm one of those people who, like, I like Blade Runner, but I don't hold it on this pedestal that so many people yeah. seem to. Like, yeah. I'm like, I get it. Yeah. And it's pretty, and like, goddamn, that's a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wouldn't trade uh, trade Brecker Howard's speech at the end for anything, but, you know, it's kind of, I don't know. I, I just don't hold it like, oh, my God. Okay. I didn't grow up with it. I saw it once as a kid, and then once when I borrowed your Final Cut version. Oh, you did? Yeah. I don't even remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that's and how long I've had that. Yeah. That's, so that's... I've seen it twice, and it was two mm-hmm. different versions, and neither one stood out to me. I mean, it's good, Yeah, but I just don't have this reverence for it. That yeah. I, I, I wouldn't... I, if it's bad, I'm not going to get offended like I was at Alien Covenant. You know, where Alien yeah. Covenant, I was like, fuck, you, god damn it, you know? <laughs> Whereas this, if they're like, all right, he wasn't a replicant. He's a real dude. You know, then I'd be like, all right, whatever. So we got another one here uh, from Julian from New Jersey. Mm. And this one is titled, Hey. (laughs) I love reading titles when they just like don't. Hey. Hey. Uh, It says, I saw Valerian in the City of Lost Children. Was that the name of it? No. No, no. I was gonna say, <laughs> City of a Thousand Plants. Yeah, yeah, I think he's fucking around. Uh, <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised for the first 20 minutes or so. That movie starts fucking great. Imaginative world building, some solid little characters, some solid big sci-fi. I'd recommend anyone watch it. Anyone. Then it falls off a fucking cliff. When it lands at the bottom of the cliff, it gets its arm stuck under a big-ass rock. Valerian in the City of God has to gnaw off its own arm, and then we watch it try to crawl away on broken ankles, and then bleed to death. <laughs> But, like, you can't look away that whole time. Every scene you say, how can this be a movie? How do they make this into a feature film? It's amazing. When you do watch it, oh, man, you should. Keep an eye out for Rihanna's character. Or, more specifically, her absurd and un... Oh, I'm not even going to get into that. Uh, try not to get whiplash from the shift in tone. That's all I'm going to say about that part. All right. Uh, all in all, I enjoyed it more than I expected. I saw Dunkirk in the same evening, and, you know, I enjoyed Valerian more. 
But just because one was an absurd fever dream slash CG nightmare sci-fi shit show, and the other was a masterfully executed two-hour exercise in anxiety that might have left us with PTSD. What about you? What bad movies have left you feeling better than better movies? Keep up the good... Keep up the wood gork. Julian from New Jersey. <laughs> Thanks, Julian. Oh, man, the wood I, gork. I, I had to cut a spoiler out of there. Okay. But. All right. <clears throat> um, movies... Uh... Bad movies that made me feel good than better than good movies. Oh man, is that like, what it was? Yeah, like shit, like super fights. Oh yeah, look at anything that's got a four jocks or above rating. Were we were we live streaming when we did Xanadu? Because no, oh no, god, there was a that was there was a me. huge there was a huge that was a euphoric face. night. Oh my god, yeah, and I've seen so many other like we were real musicals. In the studio, and... <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> yeah. That, that I still I uh, still thinking about Xanadu puts a it puts does. a little it really does curls up the corners of my mouth like seeing that the two bands coming together and the the stage coming together for the yes. first time beautiful mm-hmm. fusion come on yeah but I I swear so many of the schlocky uh, kung fu movies that we've watched I've kind of enjoyed better than like real ones mm-hmm. and there's I don't know something to be said for that. I mean, okay, I, I don't know how real I'm about to be. I might drop the hottest of takes. Oh, shit. But if oh. I'm being honest, oh. if I'm being 100% honest with my filmmaker self-background. Keep it 100. The Fast and the Furious movies, man. Even Fast Five. It's technically yeah. not a good movie. There's some dumbass acting yeah. and all that shit, but God damn, do I feel happy watching those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, look, I'm just I think, saying, like, okay, I've, yes. I've, I've talked to other happiest. film snobs, and I'm like, they're like, I wouldn't even watch that. I tried to watch the first one, and it was just atrocious. And I'm like, watch <laughs> fucking Fast Five. Yeah. Like, seriously, watch The Rock and Vin Diesel punch each other through walls and tell me that's not great. That, and then that's not even the top action fucking scene in that movie. Happened to me in the theater yeah. with you guys, which is <laughs> I went to that reluctantly saying the first four movies fucking blow, but I'll go with you guys. Maybe it'll be fun. And we, I, I laughed out loud so loud during half the shit in that movie. Like I, I thought people were going to turn around and like come at me. Like when they do the the whole the the bridge stuff mm-hmm. and just fucking gravity defying <laughs> bullshit. And it's just that might have been six. Was that six with the tank? Yeah, that's six with the tank. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, the, they were still even before the safe chase at the end of five. Mm-hmm. There was some hot bullshit in five. Well, right? the five starts off with the like them jumping, jumping off the, the car off of the cliff. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, and just all you have to do is surf yeah. the car and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But like in the theater with you guys, like after I forgot about surf the car. <laughs> so <laughs> after Vin Diesel and the Rock have their fight, and then the bad guys show up and murder all of the Rock's guys, and then Vin Diesel goes over to the Rock and they do that fucking arm grab handshake thing mm-hmm. i in the theater went yes yep. <laughs> like because you saw it coming you're like do it do it shake hands mm-hmm. big moment and i just yeah that was uh, you know mm-hmm. fuck those movies yep. but at that point i'm like i'm in <laughs> these are the yeah. best i don't know if we've all four been happier leaving a theater than leaving fast five probably no. not probably not but yeah i'm just saying like keeping it real but they're mm-hmm. not good movies yeah <laughs> They're great and movies. I will, <laughs> and I will still defend okay, Too Fast, Too Furious. You know. Too Fast, Too Furious is stupid fun. It's really stupid, yeah. and it's so much fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm done talking. Let's do some voicemails. Okay. Hey, Bamcast crew. This is Jay from Vegas, and I got a little story to tell, but it has a point. See, when I was in high school, I was a big fan of this group 
little musical group you may have heard of called Slayer. And I had some friends in high school who were like, man, Slayer sucks. You should stop listening to Slayer. They're terrible. And, uh, you know, to kind of fast forward a little bit, uh, I just got out of my third Slayer show in two years. So that kind of tells you where that went. But I was just kind of curious if uh, anyone's ever tried to talk you out of something you loved and if they were successful or if, like me, they had absolutely no effect on you. And uh, one more thing. Slayer! Huh. Slayer. Slayer. Um, what if people ever try to talk me out of, oh, like, literally everything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fucking nerd, so, like, everyone's like, how can you like that, or why do you care so much about that? Table full of nerds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, I, like, one we just talked about, Fast Five, the Fast and Furious series mm-hmm. in general. Like, what do you, like, just a bunch of dumb racing movies. I'm like, motherfucker, have you ever seen The Rock punch through a <laughs> fucking brick wall? Or bust himself out of a fucking cast to go save the rest of the fast crew? Yep. Daddy's got to go to work. <laughs> Daddy's got to To me, Pharmacy. it's also um, liking the lesser liked James Bond movies. Ah, uh, yes. When you like, like, like Chuck loves View to a Kill. I do. And I will every day be like, Chuck, you're fucking stupid. View to a Kill is not good. View to a Kill but, is the best Bond But, you know, movie. but there's like so much I like in Moonraker. And people are like, no, Moonraker's shit. You yeah. know, and it's like, it's actually not, you know, and and that's kind of, and like, like, or people who hate Live and Let Die. And I'm like, no, Live and Let Die is fucking great. Man yeah. with a Golden Gun. I love that one too. And people are like, no, those are shit. You know, it's, <laughs> it's always interesting. Like, We've, we've talked about it before, but, you know, like everyone looks for a dip, like people like the Bond movies for different reasons. And that's why there's so many varied ones. Yeah. Yeah. The only the only one I've never heard anyone stump for is Die Another Day. I'm pretty sure that's the. Oh, uh, oh Chuck. <laughs> of course, <Really>? Chuck. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I, I, if anyone ever comes at you with a how can you like. Like immediately, you're not going to even entertain their discussion. Mm-hmm. Like if someone just is coming at like something you like, and they're like, "How can you possibly like?" It's like, dude, you're yeah. not going to convince me. I, I guess I mean that's that's the problem is like I want to like everything. Yeah, sure. Like I mean, I go into everything. Like, why would I waste my time with something I know I'm not going to like? Yeah. The, the entire concept of hate watching. Like, why? Why would I? You know, I I sampled Twilight. You know, I don't need the rest of the series. It's not fucking for me. Yeah. You know, I. I don't need. I, I mean, I'll, I'll give something a try. I mean, you you know me. I've watched the dumbest fucking things just because it's part of the zeitgeist or uh-huh. whatever. It's like yeah. I don't know. I don't know shit about Fifty Shades of Grey. I watched that shitty movie and I watched it. And I was like, yeah, that shit's not for me. That's dumb. I did the same thing. I'm like, I don't need to see any more of those because <laughs> the, I understand it now and it's garbage. So I've discovered a really good way to like when somebody says that they like something that you just really don't like and you're mm-hmm. like, Ugh! your immediate is reaction is to recoil in horror and go, how could you fucking like that? Mm-hmm. Um, stop yourself. And instead of saying, how can you like that? Go, why do you like that? Mm-hmm. And that actually, that, that will, it will turn your world around. Mm-hmm. Now I will say this. And then you can tell them to go fuck themselves when you're done. Yeah. I think the best I've ever given is just like a, meh, not for me. Yeah. Like, that's what I usually rely, yeah. you know, because, I mean, look, I, I work in the computer world. I do a podcast and everyone, everyone is assaulting me on every side of, man, do you watch the Big Bang Theory? And I constantly uh, have to go, eh, I've watched it a little bit. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Anytime, I've tried it. It's not for me. Anytime someone's like, oh, you like nerd things. You must like the Big Bang Theory. It's like. 
No, I don't must. <laughs> it's uh, it's well, it's the same thing with Sharknado. People yes. know that I do the yeah. bad movie thing. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, Sharknado, did you watch all of them? I'm like, no, but I'm not going to get into it with you because you, <laughs> it, you would look at me like I'm a fucking crazy person when I talk about how they're not genuine bad movies and they're just cashing in on yeah. a trend and they're intentionally People's shitting. eyes glaze over real yeah, fucking yeah, fast. Yeah, like I'm like, I'm not going to get into it. They're just not my thing. And that's what, what I end up saying. I'm just like, not my thing. I, I will say there is one successful way for another person to change my view on something I like, and it doesn't even make sense, but I'll try to explain it. If you, if like you're trying to show something that you have liked to someone and it's clear the vibe in the room is that the other person thinks it's garbage mm-hmm. and isn't on board with it. You do start to kind of question a little bit of, is this good? I don't know. No. That has happened to me on several occasions. There have been like shows and movies that I've tried to show my wife and and she she's just like this is garbage and I'm like is it? Maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> I hope it's not. I hope maybe you're just wrong or or tired or not into this or just not your thing, but there have been things where it's like you can just feel the energy of the other person and it's like they're not into this. I think I still like it, but I don't now I'm doubting it. So that's mm-hmm. that's the only successful way to do it. Don't I, ever come at anybody with say, how can you like this? I, I just generally don't like I'll say something. I will t- tell somebody that I like something and then I just leave it on them, whether they they're like, oh, I would like to watch that. And I'll be like, I'll go grab the movie right now. But I never be like, hey, do you want to? I never do that. Oh, okay. I never try to foist anything upon people. I've just learned the hard way. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> just it is if I have a good read on their sure like yeah their interest they, or whatever like what on their yeah. taste yeah but just yeah. a stranger no 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 well no don't ever yeah. I mean I guess, never do that especially in the Alps <laughs> right <laughs> I got I got mildly lucky and just when I decided to go through my film nerd stage like I was still living at home and like you know if there's anyone that's like could be polar opposite from you at your own family you know like mm-hmm. and I would oh, just man. I remember like trying to say like no I discovered this really great french film or something like that and try to show and it's like i mean i gotta read it was like <laughs> like now it's just like you know okay well now i just it, it just it set me up for a lifetime of like i'm not even going to try like you know i will mention you know yeah. the works of june and caro or something like that but i'm not going to try to make you watch them you know it's like mm-hmm. one afternoon when i was still living at home a few years ago like mom was watching something on tv and i'm like mom i really want to watch this movie uh, do you mind not watching the Hallmark Channel for an hour and a half? Sure, honey, put it in, whatever. And it was Scott Pilgrim. And she oh. f- finished. And she looked at me and she's like, that was terrible. <laughs> and I'm like, it's your house. I can't tell you to go. Yeah. but <laughs> Go. My my worst is, God I've, damn it, I've tried to show Jen so many movies that I just adore. And she falls asleep in a fucking all of them. Like Big Lebowski was asleep within half an hour. Yeah. And I was like, this is one of those quotable movies of all time. What are you doing? Why are you like, asleep? Wake up. Yeah. And she fell asleep during Out of Sight. And I was like, I, man, why did I marry you? <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like you've more quite like, it's more like you've, it's made you question your own life instead of like other people, yeah. outside influences. Yeah. We yeah, kind of I took it in the opposite direction. Of- well, well, what's interesting is, but like, I, I find we tend to sync up more like now that we watch stuff together, mm-hmm. but like, uh, what was it? Into the storm. Was that the, what was the, the, the found footage, tornado found footage movie? twister. Oh, That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Into the storm. I was like eating that shit up. Oh and yeah. She's like, we throw that twister. DVD and and the she was just like, 
this is fucking horrible and she's like i'm sorry i require I, I asked us to go see this in the theater i'm like i'm not <laughs> this is fucking great <laughs> the best. this is the stupidest best thing <laughs> and then i'm like that upright citizens brigade guy he got sent into the sky in the middle of a truck in <laughs> a tornado it was fucking great you know and she's like that was so she just could not handle how bad she thought it was it was the best yep. yeah and she did lean over and apologize during dark tower because it was her request to see it and i was like I don't care. This is fine. But but in general, like Harry Potter, we tended to sync up a lot on yeah. what we liked and didn't like out of those. So I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's just disheartening when you're like when you truly love something and you, you want to share it. And mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't work. It's rough, man. Anyway, anyway, um, we got some more stuff, but we'll save it for next week because okay. it's time. We hit our time limit. Okay. So, BJ. Yes? You want to let people know how they can send more emails and voicemails if they so desire? Sure. If you want to send emails, send them to bmf at bmfcast.com using your favorite male uh, program or female program. I don't know. Um, Don't say female. That's a joke. Um, (laughs) Also, uh, if you want to just go to the website, it's bmfcast.com. We have a bunch of buttons on the right-hand side that'll take you to all our social, and all the episodes are posted there and all that good stuff. Uh, Then there is the Garfield phone, where you can leave a voicemail, 9105-JOCKS-BMF or 910-556-9263. Give us a call. Leave us a message. And you might get played on the podcast. Not like played, but... um, (laughs) Sir, sir, sir. Played out. But uh, that's uh, that's mostly our contact information. Uh, one more, uh, two more plugs though. Uh, one is for the Discord server that we have, the Bad Movie Friends Discord server. If you go to bmfcast.com, there's a button there, and that can uh, join you up. It's like an IRC chat sort of thing, and you get to hang out with uh, all the well, not all the rest of our fans, but a number of fans, and you can see how bored we all get at work. Right, right, and when we get bored at work, mm-hmm. like three o'clock, um, <laughs> we talk about thrones and bangers and. <laughs> Mash. Yeah, we have stuff. we have some channels, so like yeah. if you want to filter out certain things. Yeah. You can a, always yell at someone yeah, to take it to whatever channel. You guys have a wrestling channel. one that I have never gone in. Right. It's good. I'm it's thinking we right. probably need to make a video game one because I'm I'm thinking there's some people that just glaze over like why are you talking yeah. about video games? Yeah, maybe, maybe. But, you know, but like we'll make a no quarters. We made a like a probably the best playlist on Spotify from our Hot Bangers <laughs> channel. Um, it is pretty it is good. A pretty fucking good playlist. I was listening to it earlier today. But uh, click that button on the website, and that'll take you there. And also, um, while you're clicking buttons on the website, there's one that's a P, and that's for our Patreon. And uh, that's how we keep the show supported. That's how we uh, how we pay for our hosting and pay for equipment. And you know, when a SD card melts or whatever, we got to buy a new one. And that stuff don't come cheap these days. Actually, they do, but you know, P still is for Patreon. That's what it means to be. We don't do this shit for free. And there are bonus right. podcasts on it. So. There, are, there are bonus podcasts. There are Timed lots of exclusives them. and actual exclusives there. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a whole other Bathcasts thing with just Chuck and I. Yeah. Watching. So if you hate me and Mackie. Dumb series of movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. Like we're currently waking our way through the Spy Kids filmography cinematic universe uh-huh. thing. It's good. <laughs> I That's weird, but I applaud you for doing it. it. <laughs> you don't. But I kind of don't. Mm-mm. You'd like them. You'd like the first one, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Well, they have Carla Gugino in them. So. Yeah, they do. Well, the first one does. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. That's not enough. But <laughs> I think that's about it. 
Okay. All right. All right. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? All right. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast Out. See you next time. Good night. I love you. <laughs>